is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. If you could see me now, you'd be like, oh, my goodness, she's tripping because I was hearing that guitar and I started swaying in my seat and I started moving my hands to the beat and the rhythm. <laughs> and thinking about the author of that wonderful piece, my late husband, and it made me smile. Now, I was doing all that while I was finalizing notes and thoughts from a completely different subject that I have been working on today and preparing my mind to start the show. Can you believe I did that all in a matter of probably 30 seconds. (laughs) Well, I did. I did. And now I am ready and I am focused to talk with you all. Okay? That time again, I'm going to cut right to the chase. I'm going to jump right in. I do have our special guest. I guess she will forever be a special guest like my previous guest. Chanel Nicole, she is rejoining us. She's coming back for part two of Staying Chase in 2022. For some reason, when I or when I read it, I feel like we should have made it rhyme somehow, but we didn't. <laughs> we didn't, and that's okay. The subject matter is still very pertinent very relevant, very important for today. Um, Before I uh, have Chanel say anything, I'm just going to recap real quickly. Last month, we started this topic around this time. It was on the 20, I believe, the 27th of June. Um, We talked about, you know, what it means to be chased and Chanel gave us some feedback on some of the stories that I told and shared, and then um, she told us what she learned about being chased and the consequences of not being chased, um, how hard it can be. She talked about how hard it can be. I think she said specifically, hey, y'all, it's hard out here in these streets. (laughs) I started laughing because she has a way of delivering things that reminds me so much of um, of Chris. But anyway, this is where we're going to pick up at, okay? This is where we're going to pick up at. And I, I looked at my notes, and I did not see where I uh, – we may have done this, but 
I don't think we did a full-on definition of what it of what chaste means. The word chaste means. So this is what I'm going to do as part of my intro. I'm going to read you several definitions of chaste, and then we're going to pull Chanel in and start from there. Okay, or should I say, go from there? So, according to Webster's. According to Webster's, this is an old book. I have an old Webster's that I've been using for years now. I didn't dare look at one of the newer ones because ain't no telling what they done done to it. I'm speaking in Ebonics all of a sudden. They might have changed some definitions, and we know that that's God doesn't change. His definition doesn't change. Did I hear you want to comment, Chanel? <laughs> No, I just thought of a song while I, we were on the hold music. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Number one, not indulging in unlawful sexual activity. Virtuous. I thought it was interesting how that went hand in hand with the virtuous woman, which is what I talked about on my last live show. Number two, decent. Chase is decent and modest. Interesting how modest goes along with being virtuous. And it says without um, basically being simple in style, not ornate. In other words, not over-ornamentated, not over-the-top, but simple in style, okay? These can be major arguments from people in the Christian community even because so many have come against these very concepts, but yet this is biblical, this is scriptural, okay? Strong's accordance, Strong's concordance. Strong's concordance says that this is a Greek word. It's from the Greek, and it says free from ceremonial defilement, comma, holy, which means set apart, sacred, which means the same, set apart for God, holy, sacred, something set apart that he would approve of, okay? The usage of the word is originally in a condition prepared for worship, okay? But it goes on to say pure, either ethically or ritually, ceremonially chaste. Come on, y'all. This is I'm saying a mouthful here, okay? Then it also says it's an adjective, it's an adjective and cognate with number 40. Greek was 53, but this is saying that it's also in cognition or related to number 40. Holy, so properly pure, to the core, virginal, meaning virgin, okay, virgin state, Unadultered, if adultery means, you know, 
sex outside of marriage and contaminated, basically, then unadulterated is the reverse, is the opposite, all right? Holy, because, uh, I'm sorry, be, holy, my writing is terrible, uncontaminated with sin, not mixed with guilt or anything condemnable. Now, do I need to say any more? Do I, do I need to say any more to explain what we're talking about when we're talking about being chaste and remaining chaste in 2022? I might need to say for some people, instead of remaining, I might need to say, y'all, we need to get chaste. People need to become chaste. Now, I think I can pull Sister Chanel in here at this point and ask her, first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> Thank you She's for asking. Doing great. I'm 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 hanging. I'm hanging. I was telling Roy, I'm multitasking, so I'm a little bit I'm a little bit overwhelmed, but I'm hanging tough. <laughs> so, next question: Are you ready to continue this discussion? I I am ready to continue. When we were on hold, I was like, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back on the radio show. I'm not the same woman I used to be with Diane Jones. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back on the radio show. So I'm ready. All right. All right. I was going to tell you to sing the song that was on your mind, but I think you just did. (laughs) Was that it? It It just came to me on the spot. Okay. Well, I like it. I like it. I'm back. I'm back. I I like that part alone. (laughs) All right. So I said a lot in those definitions. I'm pretty sure that last week I also explained the fact that married people, people that that are legally permitted to enjoy sexual relations, also must remain chaste. So they must remain chaste in terms of some of these other descriptive words like um, being virtuous within the relationship and still being decent and still being, um, you know, um, sacred towards one another, basically um, making each other exclusive and set apart from any other, um, how they you know, um, conduct themselves even within their marriage. They, of course, don't have to be sexually pure as far as being a virgin, but they still should protect even their sexual intimacy from worldly and outside influences within the marriage. So now that I've said all that, I want you to just jump in there Anywhere you feel like jumping in there, give us your thoughts on the definitions or any aspect of what I have said. Um, I guess I can talk about my own experience. When I was married, I wasn't blind, but it was as if I had blinders on. So I never saw other men like that because I was married. Right. So I wasn't gazing around 
in awe, like, oh, he's fine or he looks good because I was committed in my relationship. So mm-hmm. I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. I can agree with, with the aspect of marriage. I hear a lot of women, they um, they always like do hooting and howling, hooting and howling. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. My computer is saying it's only 712, but the tunes have cut us off. We'll be back. We'll be back. I wasn't paying attention. We'll be back. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness, to create soldiers for the army of the Lord, and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. ETS. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The story of me. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. people i apologize for missing the cues and um didn't give chanel enough time to really respond before the tunes hit us so chanel you were saying from your own experience you actually didn't look around like that because you were married correct 
and I was getting ready to say that I have a, I've seen a lot of people who are married. Um, I'll just re- re- talk about the female side of it, who are married that are hooting and hollering about other men. And mm-hmm. when you see the type of men that they're hooting and hollering at, it's, it's lustful type of um, responses. And then when you look at their husband, their husbands don't look like the men that they're hooting and hollering at. And I just feel mm-hmm. like you should do that kind of stuff for your husband. That should be safe for your husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks can be very deceiving. And even if you're not doing anything, it, it's a door for the enemy to come in and wreak havoc in your marriage. You raise some. So why, so why oh, even yeah. engage in that? Why even engage in that type of behavior? Just focus on your husband and your relationship. But I, I honestly feel personally, personally, that a lot of people that do do that, it's because mm-hmm. they're not happy, they're not fulfilled in their relationship, and you should be getting to the why. The hooting and hollering is the outcome, but that's yeah. not the root issue. Well, I love this because um, I, I didn't expect you to come out of the gate with that, but it made me start instantly thinking. And I know that in my in my my love of my life marriage, that I had the same mindset. I didn't look at other men. I didn't look at them or consider them in that way because I was so in love and loyal to my husband. I just put him in a certain category and everybody else was outside of that category. Yep. And I I honestly, too, I I didn't have male friends. Like I Mm -hmm. had friends that I had made prior to us getting married, but I wasn't out there going and making new friendships with new men. Coworkers, you know, that's different when you're at work. Obviously, if you're in a cubicle type setting on your team, you have people that you'll engage with. But even in that, it's still a respectable engagement. But just making outside new male friends, I think that's really the shit. That's shaky ground. It's it's grounds for the enemy to come in and wreak havoc, whether that's your intent or not. So why even do that? I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you for taking us here because that's exactly what I mean by being chased even within a marriage relationship. There is a way that you're supposed to conduct yourself within a marriage relationship. And if you are truly in love, I don't think that that's hard to do. That's that shouldn't not. be hard to do. Now, there's reasons that it could be hard to do, and that would be to me, um, now we're talking um, in the, in the perspective of Christians right now, but then we can also touch a little bit outside of that. But as far as Christians, to me, if it's hard to do, it could be like you said, they're not happy in the relationship. It could also be mm-hmm. that they were never delivered from previous correct sexual encounters mm-hmm. that they're still bound by or have soul ties to previous sexual encounters, and those need to be broken, okay? Because now I'm going to go back to prior to my love, and I've talked about this in my books, and I think in both of my books, how I never thought I would be one of those people that could become sexually addicted. But because I got involved in a rebound relationship, 
I did experience what that was like to just crave, to crave somebody else's physical affection, somebody's. And and when I got married, you know, that, that fling, that um, rebound situation ended horribly. It was extremely painful. But when I did remarry, in the early part of my marriage, I still had to battle and you know Chris and I got restored we gave our recommitted our lives back to the Lord I had to battle and I thought that I was just going to be doomed to to battle with those previous thoughts but I was wrong I turned out that as I sought the Lord and as I grew in the Lord as Chris and I's relationship grew because uh, I didn't want those previous thoughts I felt like I was tortured by those previous thoughts. But as we grew, they all, those thoughts died, and the hold that that previous encounter had on me died, completely died. So I just wanted to throw that in there, that, um, that this, these issues can be, they can be complex in some ways, but they're simple in other ways. If you just, if you... First of all, remain chaste. <laughs> if you if you wait on the Lord for your spouse, for your husband, you save yourself a lot of heartache. Okay, because that's what the Lord tells us to do. That's why He tells us to do it. If you don't, there are other reasons why this can be a problem. It's been a problem since the fall of mankind. Okay. Many have faced these types of battles, remaining sexually pure, being chased, uh, for, for various reasons that were not even their own faults. For example, being molested as a child, right. being raped, okay? That opened doors that they didn't intend to open. Um, perhaps if you were married, like you and I, you were married, but then you find yourself divorced through no fault of your own, then now your body has been ignited, okay? Your passions and your you loins have been ignited. Huh? And you got to go through withdrawals. <laughs> yes, you got to go through withdrawals. In my case, withdrawal <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're we're having this talk. We're having this discussion. We're not trying to condemn people. We're not trying to throw stones at people. We're trying to cover it from various aspects. Correct. In my in my case, I'm 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 widowed, and after 22 years, 23 years, basically of being with the same person, and thoroughly loving and enjoying that person, that could be a problem for me. Thank the Lord, it's not, because. I still I still seem to be functioning as though I'm married in that sense. <laughs> That's my story. That's my story. But someone else could have a problem in that area because because for whatever reason. So I'm going to give you a chance to respond to anything that I just said in that that little you know tag on yeah. to you. For a single person, it can it can be difficult, and I know in my own experience, I struggled um, for a season, and 
I really had to just start praying and asking the Lord to heal me in that area in my life. And then I also had to be consciously mindful. So I had to start paying attention to the type of music I was listening to. I had to start paying attention to what was on TV. If it caused um, excitement, then I had to not watch that type of entertainment because Mm -hmm. it would cause me to struggle. And if I want to stay pure and I want to, you know, stay committed to the Lord, and this is the area that he calls us to be pure, pure in, then you have to be consciously mindful of making the right decisions as well and put not putting yourself in a situation to to want to give in because the enemy wants you to give in. So he's going to throw anything in your face. It could be something very simple. You know, you could see a married couple kiss and it could cause some excitement for you if it's some, an area that, that you're struggling in. Right. Right. This is true. This is so true. Um, scripture. You know, and because because like I said, we're not throwing stones and condemning people. We're just, you know, addressing this 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 request and this directive by the Lord for us all to be chaste. And talking about the whys, the whats, the you know everything concerning it. But the scriptures also, you know, people don't seem to realize this in church and maybe just individually that there are scriptures to help us with this subject matter, okay? Yes. There's, yes. Um, there's <laughs> we were talking in one of our women's calls, and I didn't have this in my notes, but we were talking in one of our women's calls about how you were reading the song, Songs of Solomon recently. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. And I was, I was, I was encouraged, but also frustrated because I was like, why does the church not teach about talking to the youth and the upcoming adults that are going to be husbands and wives and wives and husbands? I mean, because they don't talk to the husbands either about how there's scriptures in the Bible that teach us about passion, about love and pure intimacy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Passion in in the in the beautiful way that it's that it's permitted, passion, real passion, um, intimacy. You know, the church totally avoids it. Um, yep, looks like we're getting ready for a break. But then mm-hmm. over in the New Testament, there's even more guidance that Apostle Paul gives about the marriage bed, about being a virgin versus not being a virgin, about um, it, it even tells you that you could have trouble in your flesh once your passions have been ignited. So this is dealt with in Scripture, and it is time for a break. We'll be back. the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. Biceps muscles are a characteristic part of the upper arm. And when they are strengthened, they become defined, hard, and strong. 
The Latin phrase for biceps muscle means two-headed muscle of the arm. The biceps crosses both the shoulder and elbow joints. Both heads arise on the scapula and join to form a single muscle belly, which is attached to the upper forearm. Because we use biceps muscles a lot in everyday use, they are usually one of the strongest muscles of your arm. Lifting weights and resistance exercises are the best ways to build the muscle, and there are a variety of biceps curls to choose from. You can do dumbbell curls, hammer curls, 21s, preacher curls, concentration curls, barbell curls, incline dumbbell curls, cable curls, and more. Be sure to include bicep curls in some form in your weightlifting routine for chiseled arms. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. (laughs) A black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, I am back, and I am talking with uh, Chanel Nicole, and we are talking about remaining chase in 2022. And I was talking about the fact that um, these issues, these struggles, are addressed in Scripture from various aspects, okay? Some of the beautiful aspects of sexual relations and intimacy are described in Song of Solomon, the Songs of Solomon. Um, if you want passion, my goodness, it's there, okay? So it lets us know that God approves of passion. What's, what has puzzled me is, is even when I read it, I've been sometimes puzzled and like, Lord, why did you use Solomon? <laughs> to to give us this 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 info because he had wives and concubines and he lost his way but nevertheless it's there it's there but then when you come on into the new testament the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 7 quite a bit of that chapter 
deals with the various aspects of struggling in your flesh in order to avoid struggling in your flesh, in order to avoid fornication. Each man should have his own wife. Each wife should have her own husband. Um, it, it gives you some good guidelines and insight to to make it clear that in the flesh we're going to have to deal with these issues. Even if you did, even if you did everything, let's say you did everything according to scripture. You waited till you got married. You you were a virgin and you waited till you got married. You could still up, end up in this situation if your husband dies, or your husband cheats on you, and 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 leave, you know leaves the marriage or something. So we really should pay attention and and address these these issues. Your thoughts, mm-hmm. Sister Chanel? On that? Yes, yes, I agree with you. Especially instead of ignoring them, you know, a lot of times. The, the parents don't teach their children about sex. They just tell them, don't get pregnant. Or don't you bring no babe, don't you get a girl knocked up, you know? Mm-hmm. But they don't talk to them and engage with them and help them understand their body and, and the changes they're going to go through. And then they have this high expectation over them. But naturally, our bodies start wanting and changing very young. Some of us are eight, nine years old when we start changing, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that's an unreasonable expectation if, if, while you're not educating your kids. And then it's very unfortunate when it's actually written in Scripture. You have Scripture that you can come from, and you can do a series. You can teach all about Solomon. You can teach that he was a wise man, you know, that he asked for wisdom, that he was a good king for a season. That. Right. And that what passion is. And then you can also teach about what happened when he married a wife that was outside of his, his culture. Right. And, and what, and what and happened multiple to Multiple wives. <laughs> yeah. And how yes. that happened. Yeah. How that affected because him. Because that, yes. that will show the outcome. That's the full testimony and the outcome of what will happen if you don't follow God's way. We teach about what happened with the, Jew, um, the, um, the Israelites and how they ended up in slavery why they ended up in slavery and what the outcome was and why they were in the wilderness for 40 years. That's the full testimony. But why can't Mm -hmm. we do the same thing for Solomon, which gives you good scriptures about intercourse, what happens when you go outside of that, what happens, you know, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's very sad. And so that's why I found myself just having mixed emotions when I was reading it. Cause I was like, and, and he does not do it in a, in a way that's not tasteful. God is God is uh, a great God is great. He's not a distasteful God, you know. He right, ha- right. he likes royal things and nice things. So he's actually describing animals and essential oils, and but he's he's matching it with parts of the body to explain, right? right. You know, cuddling and intimacy with a woman. Now here's a thought. Here's a thought. I'm going to pose it as a question and then as a thought. Can you can can you imagine a parent reading the Song of Solomon to their uh, age-appropriate child? <laughs> can you imagine that? 
<laughs> they would, I think coming. they would start sweating and having some heart palpitations. <laughs> when, you know, like, for example, my mom didn't talk to me about what they used to call the birds and the bees. I think I talk about this in my books. I only remember one conversation of her have, talking to me about the birds and the beach. But can you imagine mm-hmm. if she would have not only gave me that basics, which was very basic at the time, but also introduced me to the Song of Solomon? I think I started laughing because it would be an in- interesting experience. But I think I think yeah. it's possible. But it's, it's yeah. the same thing with any, anything else. We teach our kids so much that's appropriate for their age. And then when they mm-hmm. get a little bit older, we teach them the next the next phase. And mm-hmm. prime example with my daughter, we talk about different things. And she's seen a husband and a wife kiss. She's seen mm-hmm. my my dad and my mom kiss. So she's she understands marriage and she understands that mommy is single. And so we talk about things that are appropriate for her age. And then as she gets older, I talk to her about the next phase. But you have, this is, this is the key thing. You have to know your child. If you're not engaged with them, if you're not in interacting with them, those type of conversations are going to be uncomfortable because you're not developing them already as a person, which is already a problem. Mm-hmm. If they don't know who they are, when they leave your house, they're going to go out into the world like that. And that's, that, yeah. is, that, that is the exact thing that happens to these kids. They don't know who they are. And then you throw them out into the world and expect them to be great. Some people survive, and not, and but not there's a lot of mistakes. And, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. To have perfection. Um, so, so this is my thought. It's like how, how – well, let me finish that first question question like if parents would use something christian parents especially something from the bible beautiful like the songs of solomon you know to mm-hmm. to teach sex ed quote unquote sex ed to their age appropriate child okay along with the physical um you need to know something like menstruation and what I'm saying, Correct. you know, that the body's yes. going to change, and wouldn't that be wonderful? Do you, I mean, and and then like, let's take it a step further. What if that was incorporated in sex ed that they require in school? As instead of all of instead of all of this stuff that the world is pushing, I, you know what? Somebody needs to push this. Somebody needs, instead of the stuff that the world is pushing, and my mind is going in a whole different direction now, then Christians yeah. should say, no, 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 no. If you're going to, if you're going to push that garbage, which we're going to oppose, because you are, you are pushing literal porn. You're you're pushing porn and perversion, according to scripture. Then, then we submit to you that you should, we want our children to have this instead. You let your kids, you let, you know, the kids of the world, if that's what their parents agree to, that's, you know, but no, no, no. We want an alternative class. You know what I'm saying? What do you think about that? I I think it would be a beautiful thing. I think it would be a beautiful thing because it would give these kids a different perspective. I'm like, so many people are now are just having sex willy-nilly just because they're just free-falling and giving it to whoever they want to. 
They have they have no idea what their worth and their value is. They don't have no respect for themselves, and therefore the other person doesn't have any respect for them. But just imagine if they knew what they were worth. Just imagine if they respected themselves and they knew what it was to be actually be intimate where you're supposed to feel satisfied. A lot of people are just having sex and they're not feeling satisfied or fulfilled in that area of their life, life because it's be, being driven by lust instead of intimacy with one person that knows you. There is a difference between sex and a man knowing a woman. That's right. Intimately. And more sex without intimacy only leads to the addictive behavior that I was talking about. Correct. It just leads to more wanting more, wanting just like just like a drug. After a while, the drug doesn't give you the same high. Okay, and you have to progress to something else, to another type mm-hmm. of drug, to to get a feeling of a high. And next thing you know, you know you're totally strung out. Same thing with alcohol. You know. Sex can do the same. It can be the same thing, and that's why you got people going from one extreme to the other. I mentioned this mm-hmm. on one of the radio shows years ago. Um, I was talking about adding flame to the fire, and I said way back then, this is probably in 2015, I'm guessing, that because of the fight to push for the same-sex unions that the next thing was going to be pushing for pedophilia because people, there's no satisfaction. There's no satisfaction in immoral sexual behavior. You will be consumed with lust, not satisfied. And I said the next thing was going to be pushing for pedophilia. Are we not dealing with that now? Is that not what we're hearing we are. I believe they're calling them calling them minor attracted people now. Individuals, yes. Minor attracted people. It used to be that you were a pervert, you were a pedophile, and that you were sick. More after the break. a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming sexual abuse. Thank God! Ah! 
I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. I'm telling you, it seems like we literally just started, but we're on the last segment of the hour. I am going to read to you a paragraph from my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse. You all heard the commercial. You need to get the whole book. But I'm going to read this paragraph, and I'm going to have Chanel comment. And I'm warning you ahead of time. This is probably going to be hard for some of you to hear this. But it says, If you are not living chaste, whether male or female, you do not have the right to expect freedom from the possibility of being violated yourself, causing someone in your family to be violated, or causing your children, grand or great-grandchildren, to be violated. That's a point I want to drive home. For some people, for some reason, people think that they can live how they want to live. They can live foul. They can live how they, but then they want to be the first ones to be furious if somebody messes with their child. Okay? Doesn't work like that, people. The Bible says the sins of the fathers, I'm reading again. The Bible says the sins of the fathers are visited on the children to the third and fourth generation. So how you're living, even though your kids may not see what you're doing, is still being seen in the atmosphere. It's still being recorded in the books. Okay? God still sees. The demons still see. I'm ad-libbing. <laughs> Let me go back to the book. And so your sins and your grandparents' sins are passed down to the third and fourth generations. Your actions, your behaviors that are rebellious towards God can still affect your seed. Even if you are now chaste and serving the Lord, the laws of sin may still affect your house based on someone else's previous sin in your lineage or your past sins. So what must you do? I'm reading, you must live holy, be vigilant. You also have to be vigilant, watchful, mindful, okay, discerning, and obedient to the leading and the voice of God, which is the Holy Spirit, in order to cancel and overcome the inherent consequences of sexual sin and prevent the cycle from continuing on to your seed. Now, I know I said a mouthful. (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) I'll give you a chance to weigh in. But it's it's right on the money. It's right on the money. It's it's true because when you do stuff in your life, it, it goes back to opening a door. You do something that's not right. You know it's not right. You feel conviction, but you proceed to do it anyway instead of asking for forgiveness and turning from it then that leaves the door open for the enemy to come in. And the other thought that came to me was David. King David is a prime example. 
Who did he mm. steal? Uh, Bathsheba? Yes. Was it Bathsheba that he stole? Yes. He mm-hmm. wanted to marry Bathsheba. So he yes. basically put her husband on the front line so he knew he would die. He knew he was going to die. There was, there was no doubt he was going to die on the front lines. Right. And God told him, he, he repented, but God told him, I'm, I'm going to punish your lineage. Sure I'm going to punish your, the next seed because of what sure you did. have done. Yes. He didn't say, you're not, you're going to go, you're, thank, thank you for apologizing and it's okay now. No, he said, you've repented, but now this is the consequence because of what you did. Right. He, he kept the relationship with David. He loved David, and he was and and David was honored for repenting, but his firstborn child died a stillborn. Well, not stillborn. He died shortly after birth. The Lord told him he was going to take his child. Okay. Then the Lord said, "Violence, basically, violence and 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 disruption, and was would not leave his." household. So thank you for saying that because I talk about that in the book too. His, his, uh, one of his daughters was raped by one of her half brothers. And then the other half brother killed that brother because David Mm -hmm. didn't handle it according to the law. So it affected his seed. Mm Mm-hmm. But because people refuse to acknowledge the word of God in the spiritual realm, they don't attribute their act, their their act, their children's actions to them. You know, they think they can just tell them to do what I say and not <laughs> not what I do or whatever, or don't tell them anything at all, or actually tell them to rebel against God and that there won't be any consequences. Well, whether we believe in Him or not, the laws of sin are still a part of the world that we live in. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. So we're going to experience the consequences. I mean, I, I, I can't say I hate to tell you all this because I don't hate to tell you. This is, these are the realities that we need to get back to. Huh, calm down, Diane. I just get so passionate. I get so passionate. <laughs> I get so passionate. I thought of while you were talking how the word how I said here in my book, you must live holy, be vigilant and discerning. You know, vigilant means hey, if you got that funny feeling about it used to be uncle uncle so and so, you know, you Mm -hmm. don't want to, you know, you get that funny feeling about that. Or you hear rumors, then you keep your child. Well, now you can't even rely on that no more. It's not just uncles and men. It's females also. Yeah. Okay. But if you got that funny feeling, then you do what's best for your child. I don't care if it's auntie, uncle, cousin, whatever. You don't let your child be around that person, whether it's going to hurt somebody else in the family's feelings or not. Exactly. Okay. I can think of times in, in, in our lives and and me raising you and even with uh, my grandbaby, 
that we were around individuals, and I picked up in the spirit a strong spirit of lust on a child, another child. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what I'm talking about without us saying any names? A yeah, child looking at... Um, you said when we traveled, I'm thinking of here at the house one time, but another child that was looking at my granddaughter. And he was a child, but he had this look in his eye like she was the most <laughs> luscious piece of candy he'd ever seen in his life. <laughs> and if he got a chance to taste her, he would. And I was like, Chanel we need to keep an eye on her around. And I told Chris, we need to keep an eye on her. We don't need to let her play with that child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now I think I know what you're talking about when we went to Jamaica, right? That was yeah. another time yeah. we experienced it. Very strong. Very strong. That's being you vigilant, to, people. You have to Go pay ahead. attention. You can't just let your kids be behind closed doors. You don't know what's going on with that. You know, you, you have to pay attention. You really do, because they're they're the ones that are the, the the young ones. They're the ones that need to be protected. They're not the adults. Kids are making them happy is not parenting. <laughs> yes, we want our kids to be happy, but protecting them and watching over them and making sure that they're safe is the priority. You know, and they mm-hmm. making them grounded and making making them have a foundation. But you can't just leave them unsupervised. Oh, you can't. You cannot. You don't know what that other child may have dealt with in their home. What mm-hmm. caused that child or, to have that spirit of lust already at poor tender yep. age? You know or what they've been exposed to, and it doesn't matter. Like you said, and like you said, let's emphasize that again. It doesn't matter if they're family. How many stories have we hear, heard now where the child? Once they get grown and they're adult, they're addicted to drugs. They were bad as teenagers, but nobody ever knew what was wrong with them. And then they tell tell you later on that their grandfather molested them. Mm-hmm. Or their uncle molested them. Yep. Or their cousin or their brother or their sibling. Like, right. you know, how often have we heard that those stories? And we people, I don't know why, they just have this mindset of it'll never happen to them. But we see it happening all the time. It's because they're not, they're in denial, and because they're not being vigilant, it's because they're refusing to deal with reality. People don't want to, that's why I put it that way in my book. If you go a couple of paragraphs higher, I even talk about the fact that Protection and retribution from the consequences of incest, rape, or molestation is not an inherent human right. See, people want to live in the fantasy that, oh, it's just automatically not supposed to happen, so I'm not going to even think along those lines. And that would be true if man hadn't fallen. That would be true if we still had the conditions of the garden east of Eden. But because of the fall of mankind and because of sin coming into the human race, it is no longer something that we can just automatically expect. 
Mm-hmm. You have to now war. You have to war. You have to fast. You have to pray. You have to live your life in a way that is holy and pleasing unto God so that you can close any doors. You can break any soul ties and 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 be discerning the lord yep. will show and that's why you god, go ahead that's why god gave us the bible that's why jesus died on the cross and that's why he sent his comforter so that we could be reminded of the scriptures and we wouldn't be left comfortless just want Amen. to encourage you that this evil is out there but we have ways to combat it we have ways to be vigilant and be on the front lines instead of finding out after the fact. So don't be discouraged because there is answers, but you got to get in your scriptures because these churches are not teaching from this perspective. These pastors are not teaching from this perspective. Amen. Amen. Well, the tunes have hit us. We'll see what next month brings. Thanks, Sir Snell. Good night, all. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones on Toginet. Ladies, this is your chance to join us for stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet, in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a straight-up show to enlighten and to lighten your load. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. For more information on Diane and her book, go to her show page here on Toginet and email her directly. Then, get set to join us here again next Monday night for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com.